0: Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming and random professional gaming insight. It's not random, but it's yeah, whatever we've played in the last week. Uh, um, it's pretty random sometimes. It is sometimes. Um, I'm going to talk about a few games that I have barely touched on that I do want to play a lot more of, so I might be giving updates on like my extended opinions of some stuff. But um once again it was a slow week in gaming. Um everywhere and every news outlet that I saw reporting throughout the well, but, week was who, doing who are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to introduce myself. Uh I am Josiah from Caterpillar. Well hi I'm Josiah.
1: Played. And I'm Hill House from Hill House TV on Twitch. You guys gotta check it out. <laughs> Sweet. Um shameless. Oh, you're good. We have to, we have but to anyway. plug. We have to plug because nobody else will. So, yes, we have to. <laughs> Caterpie on Mom Plays and Hill House TV. Check it out. No more. Bake you know Wolf what we Club.
0: could do? We could start creating a personality for this show and act like we're promoting our favorite new streamers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> You'd be like, wait a second. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway... Uh, this week, the only game that I extensively, I feel like, I played um, a large portion of was a game called ORD, and uh, I'm sorry, not just ORD, it's ORD period. It's really weird. Where where, um, where was that one on? I played it on Xbox. It's not on Game Pass, but it was, like, really cheap, um, and... It's the simplest game I can imagine. So what it is, is you play. It's an adventure story, but it gives you a word. And you have to make one of two choices for the next word in the story. And depending on what you choose, uh, you can kill yourself very quickly. You know, it's uh, for example, there's things like um, it starts off with like alarm and you could say snooze or get up. If you say get up, then it says a house and the choices are leave or stay and you say leave and then um once you get out into like the forest or something um you can choose to like just like look in something like it'll be like cave or something you could be like pass huh. or go in but if you say to go in it could be like immediate death it's something oh, wow. like a collapse or something <laughs> and so you have to restart and there's a little bit of randomization to what happens uh I've noticed because with each I think there's about 4 stories in it with a lot of different endings within each but whenever you start one for example if you say um get up after one of them instead of snooze it can either give you the choice to like leave immediately or sometimes it asks you if you want to like pet the dog or um, make food or something. So it is a little bit random on the choices. Which actually is actually a very clever game design because what it does is you can memorize what choices are bad, but you cannot 100% completely immediately memorize the pattern. There's so much, there's enough randomization to the pattern that you kind of are still adventuring, quote, in the story of words. It's really crazy to describe it. But um, you can still be adventuring with the knowledge of certain things have bad endings. So you know to avoid thing after thing after thing, just try to get further and further. Um, I have not gotten a good ending yet, and I've played quite a bit. (laughs) But... um, there's a lot to do in it. So I think it's a really cool game. Um I don't know if it's worth $5 for everyone because like I know that's cheap, but it's it's literally just white words on a black background. There's really nothing to it. But there is something really impressive about its writing that makes it enjoyable. So I am impressed by the game. Um Very cool. I think it is probably one of the best quality Ratalaka games i've ever played because radalaka is known for making really easy cheap games uh this game is easy but uh it's not short as i said unless you had like a guide i feel like it would take actually a lot of hours of gameplay i think it is i think you do get a bang for your buck as far as time goes i think there is quite a bit of content in the game um but i mean what would you expect from a game that only has, like, one or two words on the screen at a time? (laughs) Yeah. But, I don't know, it it really harkens back to old, like, DOS games and stuff like that, like adventure games that were 100% word-based, and you just don't see that anymore, so it is cool that somebody did make a game, you know, in the 2010s, or I'm not sure when the game was made, but, like, at least 30 to 40 years after this genre was even alive, <laughs> but it, it's an interesting game. Um, I would definitely pick it up if you saw it for a couple of bucks. Like if you ever see it on sale, like I, I think it's worth the, um, it's not mind blowing, but it's, it it's worth stretching your horizon of types of games you play. I think yeah. it's, I think it's worth that, but that's the main game that I played this week. Um, and that wasn't saying much. I finished up. So this is going to sound crazy. I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Um, it's old news now because I know there's a new Fortnite season that's starting. And I don't have anything to say about that yet because I haven't played it. But the last season of Fortnite was so throttled on XP. It was insane. I reached... so. So if you don't know anything about Fortnite's Battle Passes, it goes to Battle Pass level 100 to get all the unlockables. And then level 200 gets you all of the like alternate custom versions of skins and stuff. So theoretically, if you got to 200 levels, which is insane for any other Battle Pass, (laughs) if you got to level 200, you would have everything. I had gotten there by November 1st. And there was still a month left. So for the full month of November, for about a couple of weeks, I didn't play Fortnite at all because it was really boring. I got to level like 240. But there's really no reason to even log in since there was nothing to do. So um, they already had the XP way out of whack before then. (laughs) And then they had a refer a friend program where you had to refer um, another player to play so many hours with you to get, like, unlockables. And I was like, I guess I could do that and then play on my wife's account. (laughs) That's true. So so I started playing on my wife's account, and I saw that you had to get 60 levels to get this unlockable. And I was like, I could probably do that, like, no problem. (laughs) And then I started thinking, what if I, like, reached level 100 And uh, I was really thinking that it would be impossible, but they throttled XP so much that I had, I went from level 42 on this last Monday to level 115 in less than four hours of gameplay, maybe five, I I don't know. Like, I barely played from Monday to Tuesday and I just throttled so much XP. (laughs) So that being said, I feel like, I understand why Fortnite does it. Fortnite throttles XP at the end of seasons to make sure that everyone gets the unlockables that they want. But I really feel like it's a mistake throttling it that hard because it makes it feel like all the work you did, like everything I did in the month of October, feels pointless if I would have known that I could have got it all done in two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in November. So, I I understand the throttling. I understand, like, maybe it... So, like, I feel like Call of Duty only ever does double XP. And that's fine. And it's only ever, like, for a two-day period. Uh, And then Call of Duty also has a passive, like, plus 10% XP if you're, like, playing with friends during, like, a happy hour or something. So, it has stuff like that. But this throttling of Fortnite was insane. So... I don't know the percentages, but there are things like every time you open a chest in the game, it gives you a little XP and you'll see the bottom XP bar light up, but you will not see it move because it is such a minor amount of XP. It is so minor that you just see a little flash of XP, but it's literally a light because it's not going left to right because it's just not enough XP to show anything. When they had it throttled this past week, I was opening I was opening chests and you could significantly see an increase in XP. So like there was a point at oh, which wow. I think I could have opened maybe 20 chests, which isn't even it's not even like missions. It's not completing anything. <laughs> it's not a challenge. Um, I think you could have opened 20 boxes and got a level. Like that's how significant an increase it was it had to be at least four times xp there's no way it wasn't
1: that's nuts um
0: maybe five it's just I, I don't know they i feel like they throttled it way out of control um the fact that i was able to unlock everything for a second account <laughs> in two days that's true that's nuts <laughs> so yeah th- that's just insane but now now i have two complete battle passes for that last season but whatever that being said um i will talk about the new season of fortnite next week because i am kind of excited about the fact that it is chapter three which means that i'm hoping they move to unreal engine five that would be really cool um because if you remember when chapter two of fortnite came out there's a huge visual update if there's another really big visual update that's exciting um think Dwayne Johnson is being revealed as being one of the characters that they have teased at for... Yeah, he should be... um he Six should be,
1: months? Yeah, he should be the Foundation.
0: Which is insane. It's, yeah. it's really funny because Foundation has been teased at so long and to, <laughs> to just reveal him as Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> exactly. It's really funny. But I see that. I think Spider-Man's going to be in it because they're using him as their uh, actual splash art now, so... Oh, wow. That's interesting. What's interesting about Spider-Man is it means he will be locked in a Battle Pass. So once this Battle Pass is over, there'll be no way to buy him. Because they have, so far, I talked about this uh, about a month ago probably. So far, Fortnite has not released anything that was in a Battle Pass again for sale. Which I thought was a big no-no for Call of Duty and Apex. I think that is horrible marketing. It makes people not want to buy your battle passes at all, but whatever. Um. Anyway, let me see. I just randomly went on a Fortnite thing. What else I played? There was a game called Yesterday Origins, and it was another th- game that I thought was going to be really quick, but very quickly I hit a wall. It is a... Uh, It's kind of a point and click without a mouse. you can understand that it's like you walk around a room and when you face something you can interact with it it's kind of like that um but i quickly hit a wall where i don't know what to do to get out of the opening room and then i looked at reviews of the game and a lot of the reviews said that um basically you don't understand how hard the game is until you start playing it and realize that you don't understand something very quickly like people were saying stuff and I was like I guess I have to keep playing it to figure it out but um, I don't know if I'm going to give up on the section and like look up a guide or something because like I feel like I've exhausted every item Um, so it's one of those kind of point and clicks where you look at everything in the room the person comments on everything in the room you collect information from things and you can combine elements to have results within the room Pretty straightforward, but I have exhausted every combination that I could find, (laughs) and I've even used the uh, D-pad to make sure that I've interacted with every single item and then every single combination. So I don't understand if it's like my save file is glitched, and I would think that if all the comments on the game were not saying that it's surprisingly difficult. So yeah, the game is called Yesterday Origins, and I will. I will definitely play it more this week, but I do not know if I will get any further in the game. (laughs) Because I feel like I did a lot of work in like half an hour, and then that's when it stopped. I probably have played an hour with no results, but you know. Oh, wow. What what is my life worth? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, the last game that I did actually touch on was Rise of the Tomb Raider. This is an older title. It's the second title in the uh, prequel trilogy that they have out. And the reason I even played it was I had been putting off this game for so long. It was in Game Pass for like a year and a half, I think. Um, I'd put it off, put it off, put it off. And I decided to finally like actually play it because I actually kind of missed that Uncharted um, gameplay style where you just climb and adventure and pick up shit and every now and then have combat Um, I just had not played a game like that in so long and I guess I was ready to finally touch on one of them again so uh, it's pretty refreshing Uh, I haven't played that style of game in a long time I feel like I've done a lot of you know FPS's and then indie titles that are mostly puzzle and point and click based so to play a game that's single player and really big is is refreshing because I feel like it is the underdog in all of gaming right now. I feel like PlayStation push, pushes pretty hard with single-player story-based games that are large. But it's still, you know, the big-budget games are FPSs, and the indie titles just, you know, they don't have the resources to make a Rise of the Tomb Raider, you know. So it, it's it's ironically a very small genre of gaming, I feel like because of you know y- people want to keep making money off of multiplayer games um so it automatically people will try to make everything multiplayer but like uh, hopefully with the backlash of like Marvel Avengers from Square Enix yeah yeah we will get more of the uh Guardians of the Galaxy from Square Enix which
1: I I keep
0: hearing is really
1: good yeah um i i hear that people i uh, think it's a little too quick but it's still an excellent game.
0: Yeah, and I think people are slow to complain about it. So yeah, even they are
1: because
0: <laughs> it's they huge, don't want another
1: Avengers. It's a huge difference from <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, it's a huge difference from Avengers. But if you could take that kind of uh, that kind of gameplay, you know, and that kind of story, uh, and kind of throw that into an Avengers type game, then maybe you could make something. But yeah, it's a complete 180 from what they did, from what everything that I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's about it that I played. There was another game that I touched on called The Clocker, but, I mean, I haven't played enough to even talk about it. Oh, I man. might talk about it at some point, but, yeah, that's all I played this week, if you got
1: anything. Yeah, I played two games, uh, a couple of cool ones, actually. Um, first one I'm going to talk about is a game called XO one and it's really neat. Uh, this game, you are basically, uh, you get some instructions, Uh You get a message from space and you get these instructions to build this alien spaceship and you use this spaceship to um, get out there and explore space and uh, discover these planets Um, and it's it's really really cool because it's kind of if you're looking for something quick and you're looking for something fast and that kind of thing uh, this is not going to be for you but this is a story game and um, you have two basic uh, ways of propelling your ship Uh, you have what's called a gravity drive and glide. Uh, Basically, um, with gravity drive, you enable it and it uses gravity to build up speed. So you're plummeting down towards the planet, um, just zipping at it. And then you uh, find yourself like a a hill or a cliff or a dune, and you switch to glide mode and you just go right off of it. And I'm telling you right now, if you sit down for this game way too much, you're going to get sick. Um, This definitely has some motion sickness issues. I will not lie about that. If that's something that's very sensitive with you, I do not recommend it because it it can at times feel like you're on a roller coaster. And some of the some of the environments that you're in, the the alien environments that you're in are so real looking and they feel so real. Um, It's just. A really cool game it's got a very engaging story mode uh you go through the levels wanting to wanting to find out what happened you know and what's gonna happen and it's it's just neat everywhere you go is completely different it feels different uh this is something they've done a really good job with it but like i said there is some motion sickness issues uh with the game um that can cause you some problems. Seriously. Um, I got a little wheezy a couple of times, or I'm sorry, woozy a couple of times. And, uh, but it's, it, it's still just a fun, crazy game. Um, it's a rush when you're doing the gravity drive and then you take off into the glide and it, it, you almost kind of feel it in a way, uh, you get very, um, sucked into the game. Um, so cool little story. I'm not going to spoil any of that. Um, but,
0: Yeah, you're the second person to mention it to me this week. I've been meaning to play it. I have it downloaded, but...
1: Yeah, I would check I heard it out. It's pretty it's, trippy. It's a really small <laughs> download. It's only like three gigs, um, and yeah. there's there's some skill to flying this ship. Um, there actually feels like it feels like there's weight to it when you're controlling it. You know what I'm saying? It feels like it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like this light little feather that's floating across everything. Yes, you glide and you go across these landscapes and you know glide across these oceans and whatnot, but it 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 doesn't. It, you 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 feel like you're in those places. Do you know what I'm saying? You can kind of, yeah, the noise resist, the, the wind resistance, and the noise from the wind hitting. And even when you're going across sand and stuff like that, you can kind of hear the grit. You know what I'm saying? It's just very realistic yeah, and feeling to it. But, but, um, I, I would totally recommend this game. Uh, it's something different. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy things to visit from, you know, asteroid belts to freaking rainforests to oceans it's it's just nuts and everything like i said is completely different and it's just really kind of a chill game to to sit back and play um but like i said if you're looking through for something that's crazy fast and fun like that no this is not going to be it for you but if you are kind of a um like a walking simulator if you like those kind of games but different then i recommend it's, you definitely check this game out definitely
0: seems like a space version of all of the bird yeah, liars they've played but, but which surprisingly
1: up, a lot but souped up like by a hundred you know what i'm saying it's it's really really cool now there are some little crash issues and stuff like that but it's nothing that you know
0: you it's you really... nothing that those type of games have had before yeah
1: yeah you know and there's (laughs) you know you may have to do a hard restart on the game a couple of times here and there just depending on where you screw up but other than that you know if you're if you know what you're kind of doing and you can control the you know your character a little bit then you're going to be fine um yeah but yeah check it out i recommend it it's all over the place um it's going to be on uh Uh, or it already launched for the Xbox and on PC on November 18th. So, from what I understand, it's everywhere, but yeah, check it out. Definitely recommend this one.
0: I did play Kill It With Fire
1: a couple (laughs) weeks ago, cool game, and that
0: was really fun. That's you talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I just immediately started laughing. It's just so funny, and it feels so awkward when you're you live in an age of animal rights and you're just like, am I really? killing spiders with a clipboard
1: fuck yeah <laughs> hell yeah killing it with hairspray and fire bro killing it think with, that is... with game controllers and dvd everyone players. that
0: i've everyone that i've talked to about the game in person i've said the most clever thing about kill it with fire is the fact that your objective list is a weapon i've yes. never seen that in a game it yeah. is so funny but it's so clever <laughs> It that is. you don't have to pop up a menu to see what you need to work on. Yeah. You're literally looking at it, but guess what? You can also kill things with it. Yep. It's such a funny mechanic.
1: Your clipboard, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, the 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 other game that I played is this is a dude. This is a cute, cool little game. It's called Townscaper, uh, and this came out on uh, PC and um, whatever uh, back on June thirtieth of twenty twenty. Um, went to switch in 2021 android ios and now in december it just came to xbox so i had not heard about this game in 2020 Um, but when it came to xbox and they offered it on the uh, game pass for pc i downloaded it this is a cool fucking game it's very minimalistic it's very simple graphics but it's it's beautiful in its own right Uh, you basically you start out this game was uh, developed and published by a guy named Oscar Stahlberg and uh, I just don't know why this game has not blown up it is such a satisfying to play little game you can play it on tablet phone whatever but it's a city builder and it's really not even a game so much as a toy Um, I want to say that's basically what it is it's you can right click and uh uh or left click and plop these little you 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 start out on this huge never ending ocean it's this huge infinite ocean and you have this crazy wonky uh grid that you can open up the first thing that i did when i opened it up i noticed this huge row of colors on the left side a uh, little dots and they're very minimal you can barely see them they're you know you have to you know, but they're there so you can basically those are choosing colors for your houses that you want to build and stuff like that. So you yeah. can just totally make these immense, colorful neighborhoods. But uh, you basically I, I checked that out. Then I went into the settings and I found out I could do a grid. So I opened up the grid and it's this weird, wonky, misshapen grid that's on this huge it, never ending ocean. Like I said, the sea and basically it's not really structured. You start laying down these, these platforms on this ocean that you can build houses on. And I learned very quickly that uh, I've got this huge plan that I'm going to build with this thing. (laughs) It's just going to be so cool looking because it's that simple. Left click, you build right click to delete it. And it's so satisfying, the plop that it gives you when you put down the (laughs) your, (laughs) your stuff, you know, whatever it is you're building. And what's cool is that when you, you don't make the rules that dictate how the blocks appearances come out. It's based on how you angle them with what you've built so far. So it creates arches and it creates gardens and patios and, um, uh, walkways and underwater, you know, uh, canal or underground canals that go through your city for the water. Uh, and then you see little beaches start appearing next to some of the seaside properties and stuff. Now what's cool too, is you don't see any people or vehicles running around, but every once in a while I started noticing clotheslines <laughs> going between buildings and then these groups of seagulls would come and perch on certain stuff, and you know they don't make messes or anything. But you you see birds, and sometimes you see clotheslines, so you know that people are living in these things. I mm-hmm. cannot say enough about this game. It is so effing fun. It is so cool. It, it's just there's something very calming and satisfying about this game. Um. I, I I wish that I could talk to this dude and uh, just see how he came up with this idea because it's so simple, but so huge at the same time. I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Um, but yeah, it's just a really, you could build these huge organic cities that, you know, defy what it's supposed to look like. But at the same time, you could build them to look like uh, places that you've been, like I grew up in Astoria, Oregon, for a, a small amount of time while I was growing up. Uh, that was where they shot Goonies, by the way. So yeah, I consider myself a Goonie, and uh, no one can take that away from me. But anyway, so what I grew was up the in name As- of that game again. It's called Townscaper. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. It is. Up- Dude, it is so cool. But um, anyway, so I looked at an aerial view of Astoria, Oregon, and I was going to do because I remember this huge like uh, they call it the Astro Column. And uh, it's like a big, huge lighthouse that you can walk up and and check out and stuff. I remember when I was real little, I had this G.I. Joe action figure and I made a homemade parachute out of a sandwich bag and i mean this thing was like one of those gliding parachutes so it was more rectangle than anything and uh i let it go thinking it was going to go down to the bottom but no big gust of wind took it and it took it out to the sea i watched it go it was really neat um but anyway (laughs) oh i remember i
0: remember seeing this game in an indie showcase i remember thinking it looked really good
1: this game is so cool i have not played enough of it but it is so satisfying and addictive i could see how you could Mm -hmm. get lost in this game forever I really do. Um, But I have a plan. I have a, uh, I'm going to start with a castle and then I'm going to build a city around it. And, uh, but I think uh, I'm going to build a um, Atlantis, the ringed, the famed ringed city that disappeared and uh, have some fun with this. But here's another cool thing about it, guys Mm -hmm. you can save your city as a 3d rendering you can save it and export it so that you can um uh what, do whatever... 3d print it oh yeah you may <laughs> be able to do that they said there's various <laughs> things that you could do with this so this game is not just a toy it's so much more than that but it is so basic and simple uh, the things you could do with this game but yes you can export your city as a 3d image to use for later things that you want to do with it such as like you said 3d print that's crazy isn't it isn't it yeah i but i recommend townscaper guys if you're you know if you haven't heard me gush enough like a little schoolgirl, well guys get it it is so satisfying it's such a cool cool game to play such a cool cool game to play this is one that i absolutely do think that you would love josiah i think you would really love this game yeah, I'll probably play it this week. It would be um, fun if they could put a multiplayer in it. That would be a lot of fun. But the fact that a single player is just as satisfying. Because you could sit on Discord and chat with somebody who's playing the same game and just sit there and play and just chat and talk. And it doesn't matter what you're building. You just It's just really cool. There's no imminent threats. There's no you know other team coming over to destroy your town or anything. It's just you build it how you want it. And yeah. It's really cool.
0: It reminds... It's not anything like this game, but I wasn't going to mention this game, but I forgot I played it, to be honest. Um, There's actually an iOS game on Apple Arcade called Mini Highways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, Mini Motorways. And it is super Zen-like. I randomly played it this week, and um, it it's a really fantastic Zen-like road-building game. All you do is build roads. That's the whole thing. Oh, wow. and you have to figure out the best way to build roads to control traffic, and its design is so simple that it's like not extraordinarily difficult, and it's not uh, nerve-wracking. But it's actually a really cool idea for a game. And then I saw there was a bunch of games that were like it. Oh yeah, <laughs> but. Um, it is included in Apple Arcade if you're an uh, Apple Arcade subscriber, which I have Apple Arcade, but I hardly ever use it. Uh, ah. So the other day I was trying to see what was actually in it that I even looked interesting, and then I saw it and I was like, that looks like the type of game that I could play when I don't want to do anything else, you know? And it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, I don't know why I didn't put it in the notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, I think you'd like that game, dude. I think you should give it a try. It's very, very relaxing, very satisfying. Sweet. And I don't play those kind of games, man. And I actually, I was like, dude, I cannot wait to play this game again. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, dude. one of the
0: most annoying thing about city builders is when they get way too in depth. Like, yes, uh There's that city skylines game. Yeah, and this is it's nothing just not like even that. that fun for me because it's it too. Gets- it's hard too, uh, really quick <laughs> yeah it's
1: too demanding it, you have to do it this way and this game uh uh this uh, the uh uh, Townscapers is nothing like that because it's the angles you can go at are so organic and you can easily move around and stuff. Uh, If you're looking to move, I recommend this. If you do get the game, uh, hold down the left mouse button. You move that way. Um, it doesn't plop anything down or anything. I remember you can right click it to get rid of it. But yeah, I was, I was just plopping everywhere just to see. And if you plop on the outside edge of the map, your map gets bigger. So if you plop on the on the very close to the outside section of the map, your map your world gets even bigger. So it's an infinite sea. I mean, you could build these huge, huge cities, and I could just see some really cool mega structures being built. But yeah, I have a great idea that I'm going to start with, and uh, go from there. Sweet, sounds good. You
0: got any other games to talk about?
1: No, nope. That's it. That's all I played.
0: Okay, then I guess we can do our one. News story that you had, right?
1: oh yeah time for the news bitch yeah yeah i got one quick story um okay about new world uh this is another game that i absolutely love guys i can't even recommend this more than enough uh the game is absolutely beautiful um amazon has taken a lot of uh of the information and uh feedback that uh, players have given them and done a lot of really good things and one of the things that they're working on right now in order to make the game a little more um uh, compact and playable so that it feels like there's more people there. Because right now it currently has 130,000-plus uh, concurrent players on Steam. So that's a lot of players playing it. No, it's not the, you know, whatever, 250,000, 500,000, whatever that you get. How many do you get on COD? Whatever, It's not even close to that but it's still a pretty good number for for a new game and uh it's doing very well and you know they've had their problems they've had their issues and uh they've they started making uh server transfers free to people but now they're talking about the mergers so they've been promising over you know november that they were going to do this now they've come out and they said okay this is what's going to be happening we're going to take Uh, the world of Marty, which is M-A-R-D-I, and Britia, B-R-I-T-T-I-A, which are Central European servers. They're taking those servers and they're going to merge them on December 8th at 8 a.m. Now, basically, this is a test merger um, in order to see how it's going to handle it, uh, what's going to happen, that kind of thing, which I think is a very smart move. This is the first live merger that they're doing. So um, these are good... Uh, uh, servers to check to, uh, to, um, test it on. So, uh, they said that during from now until the time of the merger, so basically, you know, since yesterday, uh, players in these worlds are not able to transfer any servers. They'll see a banner at the bottom of their screen reminding them that this merger when they enter the game. So, um, Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. Hopefully it's going to be good. I think that if they merge these servers, it's going to create more um, robust uh, economies in each one of the worlds. It's going to create more um, uh, battles. Uh, between people as far as taking ownership of different areas there is one server one world i can't remember the exact name of it i'll have to get back to you guys on that but it is completely owned completely owned by one company the entire world if you want to join a different group or organization in new world and you go to that server you're done you're done for your your taxes are going to be through the roof. You're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to be disgusting. So yeah, there's a there's a uh, they they took everybody and basically they all joined one company and they own that entire world, that entire server. So. One of the stories that's out there, one of the uh, things that people are asking is how is the merger going to affect that place and who are they going to merge it with? Will they merge it with another place where a different organization, let's say they're owned by the uh, syndicate and the other one is owned by the marauders. And you put those two together and next thing you know, you've got this huge battle going on. That might be something interesting. That might be kind of cool to see what happens. An (laughs) uprising.
0: An uprising.
1: Yeah, exactly. You never know. There might be this huge, you know, world war that happens in New World. But now it's it's possible, guys, that that the merger, the merge won't happen and there'll be a delay because we know those have been (laughs) happening left and right in the world of gaming. But uh, this is absolutely something that they need to do um, in order to preserve the game. Uh, if they don't want New World to die completely, this is something that they absolutely have to do. So, we will see what happens, but uh, it'll go through on December 8th at uh, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern, and uh, we will see what happens, man. Awesome. Um,
0: But yeah, as I said earlier, uh, before I forgot to introduce myself, it was a slow news week. I was seeing a lot of the same stories over and over. Um... (laughs) <laughs> basically the only interesting story uh, that I think is, it's not even interesting. I guess it's interesting to someone who only has a PlayStation, but um, there's rumors and leaks about a new version of PlayStation now being revamped to be a competitor to Xbox game pass. And the only comments I have to say about that are even if they make it a better service, they have already admitted that they're never going to put first-party games in it, so it's still not going to compete with Game Pass in the sense that you get all the first-party games day one, which is an insane deal. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is, PlayStation has just been so bad marketing PlayStation Now. I don't know if PlayStation Now wouldn't be successful if they just would market it, because there's a lot of people I know that don't know you can download games on it they still think it's a streaming (laughs) service which it was for a long time but it's also for at least two to three years been able to download games like game Pass. (laughs) um but they just they don't care about the service is what it seems like but for them to have leaks about trying to revamp it is interesting because it It's saying that they've been putting time and effort in behind the scenes to help a service that they haven't cared about. So that's kind of weird. Uh, The only thing that is interesting that I have seen in the leaks about their version of Game Pass is that they're going to offer uh, pricing tiers, supposedly, which is actually a cool idea. So there's no info on what the prices will be, but I would think you would try to combat every competitor. So the cheapest um, subscription game model is Apple Arcade, which is like $5. So I think there should be a $5 version of PlayStation Now that includes, you know, some indie titles, some older titles, nothing that breaks the bank. And then maybe there would be a $10 level that competes with old Game Pass that doesn't have PC, you know, that is basically what PlayStation Now used to be, probably. Yeah. And... Just, you know, with a better UI and them actually giving a shit about it. <laughs> and then there should be a $15 level that competes with Game Pass Ultimate where PlayStation now should be introduced to PC because there's been a lot of push for them to get more and more of their PlayStation original titles on PC. In fact, they we've talked throughout the year about them hiring whole development teams to just... Move their games to PC, and then we've also talked about how we think they should have a launcher like uh, Blizzard and stuff like that. You know, um, so with all that being said, I don't know. I guess that's my prediction on the pricing. I think they should target the cheapest platform, you know, their old pricing in the middle, and then a new pricing that includes, you know, the same bells and whistles as Game Pass, minus the inclusion of first-party games. <laughs> yeah but um it's not just first party games it's day one first party because to be honest i don't know what is in playstation now because i've never used it but i assume it has some older playstation originals on it i mean i don't see why you wouldn't have that but that being said um i think the rumors are that they're going to announce it in january so we might see it in about a month but once again it's It's interesting that PlayStation abandons ideas and then tries to resurrect them like they're a new idea. Because if anything, when you see the new version of PlayStation Now, whatever it's going to be called, it may not be called the same thing it may be. They're going to act like it's replacing nothing. (laughs) They're going to act like it's a brand new thing that they've never ventured into. And it's going to be marketed as the competitor to Game Pass, not hey, we're starting to actually care about PlayStation now and actually market it. (laughs) Um, I say that because they did the same thing with that um, PlayStation Home that was that VR experience back on the PS3 that everyone thought was really lame, and they discontinued its service because it was just so cringe. And then suddenly in the age of VR, they're like, we're resurrecting PlayStation Home. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh that being said, like they've had a history of resurrecting things that they've given up on and acting like it's some amazing thing. <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean I, I love PlayStation, the original titles, and I love PlayStation as a company. Um I just hate how slow they are to um listen to their fans and their users yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said i am forgot there's another thing of the leak that's really cool supposedly the new version of playstation now will include playstation portable titles like vita and psp which is really cool because they have been very bad at allowing you to access legacy titles so once again we talked about that back in february or january yeah <laughs> um but yeah, if they've been holding off on the ability to purchase legacy titles because they wanted to include it as a, a incentive like Nintendo does with Nintendo's online service, um, then that's also kind of cool. So um, I wouldn't be too mad if PlayStation Now got really cool on the retro titles. I might end up actually checking it out. Um, it, I feel like that would be worth it, especially for someone who doesn't play PlayStation enough to um, want to buy a lot of titles on it, I wouldn't mind having a service that gave me access to, you know, some yeah. older games like PS2, PlayStation Portable. PS3, I know, is really hard to emulate. They would have to actually announce that they've created a good emulator for it because yeah. they don't even have one. But, yeah. Um, that being said, that I guess that was the only big piece of news that I saw. But... <laughs> I said I didn't have <laughs> any games, but there you go. Uh, that being said, I have a long list of games to play this week, and hopefully I can check out some of them and we can talk about them next week. So, But yeah, no, there's some good stuff out there. I'm, there, really I'm is, it. there really is, man. There really yeah. is. There's a
1: lot of great indie games that are out there that people just need to give a chance, man, because they are so cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess my final statement is the coolest thing... Be announced this week is now, uh, Dwayne Johnson is going to be that guy from Fortnite. <laughs> yep,
1: the foundation.
0: <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I mean, that <laughs> when kids see him somewhere, they're gonna be like, Hey, it's that guy from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, he needs to get rid of that tooth fairy moniker. That's why. So yeah, he's he been
0: trying very hard. He only spits out like 30 movies a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? He goes from you know, <laughs> still can't let it he down. Goes from... <laughs> race car action hero to cia comedy to <laughs> in the jungle to tooth fairy so yeah it's kind of yeah i don't know I.
0: if any of our listeners uh, listen hero. to listen to uh tiktok memes or um music in general like um, pop music but he did have a feature on a tech nine song i believe earlier this year and uh, it it was pretty cringe in my opinion i think Uh, Dwayne Johnson is not the has does not have the greatest flow since his flow is completely just yelling. Um, (laughs) that being said, what was the 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 hardest disconnection? And maybe this was a maybe this is karma from a decision he made in his career, but hearing him rap on a song where he's using language and um. Cussing is really awkward yeah. because all I hear is his character in Moana <laughs> <laughs> because he sounds exactly the same, and it just sounds like someone's doing a parody of yeah. Moana, where doing he's of like going off on people. Yeah, and so him, him just like him just going off on someone and using tons of coarse language in a rap just sounds like a Disney character. <laughs> Went off on someone yeah. it's, it's really it's really funny and I can't unhear it um, I can't make that disconnection because I've heard you're welcome way too much and uh, that, be- <laughs> that being said he may have ruined his potential future rap career be- with Moana but I don't know uh, you, the, there's also an argument that Moana opened him up to a music career because no one would have taken him seriously if he was not being played in car stereos you know full of children all the time so so take with it i guess what you want so it either ruins his credibility but you know at the same time it put his foot in the door so who knows true um, true hopefully in 2022 we'll get the full dwayne johnson uh like full-length record oh, i hope so I, that would I be amazing so. that would be awesome if there's at least four songs about his role as the foundation
1: <laughs> it needs to be one of those trifold record albums with you know <laughs> the rock like on a bearskin rug that'll really sell the album <laughs> you open it up and it's this long long photo of the rock lying on a fucking bearskin rug. I don't know why I thought of that but yeah i lo- I love I love the rock <laughs> like Garth Brooks with Chris Gaines <laughs> he's gonna wear leggings and turtlenecks. <laughs> Justin Bieber haircut with some emo shit. (laughs) But I can laugh every once in a while and say, yeah, there, there are tons of people out there that we don't know of that people don't realize have made albums. John, John Daly, a golfer, made, did a, did an album with Willie Nelson. Yeah.